0: Welcome. Let's stand to our feet this morning. It's very kind of dispersed out. Do we really need to be so separate? Let's come together for a little bit more corporateness about this. Um, So I'll just invite you guys who are sort of several rows back to step forward another row or two, please. Come forward. Come forward. You guys there? Thank you. Thank you. Just come forward a couple of rows, please. Yeah, and let's do this thing together, all right? All right. Yeah, I reckon. That's a bit more together, eh? That's nice. That's a bit more family. All right. Let's praise our God this morning. That we would have life and life and all its Thank you, God. We thank you, God. Actually, I feel like we haven't quite praised yet. Not enough yet. Anyway, come on, let's praise our God this morning. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Give me, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Glory to God in the.
1: morning. how are you doing? Fantastic What happened here? No one not us all. Well you're sounding good this morning. I love that thought of bring a, bring a sacrifice of praise. How many people have ever enjoyed bringing a sacrifice? Yeah, no one. otherwise it wouldn't be called a sacrifice would it but we're instructed to bring a sacrifice of praise. In other words, when we get up on a cold Waikato, foggy morning, got to put our praise on, our garments of praise. We don't just kind of uh, you got to put it on. It doesn't just slip on when you get out of bed naturally sometimes. We put it on. Well, I think you're looking good. I think you're ready to worship Jesus. Yes? Yeah, yeah. Are you feeling alright? Yeah. Good. Shall we pray? Father, I thank you for today. I thank you that When we got up this morning, you were on the throne. And I thank you that no matter what happens today, you're on the throne. No matter what happens this week, this year, this decade, this century, you are on the throne. And Father, it gives me great uh, security as I lift my eyes, as I lift my praise and my worship to you this morning that you are so much bigger than we are and you are so much bigger than the circumstances of our world. So this morning we honor you. We lift you up. We praise you. We declare you are the King of all kings, that you are the Lord of all lords, that you are victorious over all things and we will praise you. We will praise you today. So I thank you that you promised where two or three are gathered, you're here amongst us. So Holy Spirit, you are most welcome here. Most welcome. And I pray that as you move this morning, you will give us ears and eyes to hear and see what you're doing, what you're saying, and particularly what this morning, what you're doing and what you're saying to each one of us. Lord, so that we can walk into our week with great purpose. We can walk into our week Uh, knowing that we're on mission, sent on ambassadors of the kingdom, sent on mission by the King of kings and the Lord of all lords. So we welcome you here, Holy Spirit. We thank you for your presence. And we desire to engage with you today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't you say hello to two or three people and then grab a seat. Well, it is great to see you, a very warm welcome if you're visiting with us this morning. Welcome, great to have you here, and uh, if you're visiting with us today, can I encourage you that as you leave at the end of the meeting, there's a table at the back, there'll be someone there to help you, some white bags on there, and um, I encourage you to take a, take a bag, and uh, there's information in there about who we are as a church, and if there's any way we can help you in your journey we would love to do that Church can we please welcome our visitors this morning wonderful school holidays again again they come around fast don't they school holidays amazing I'm just entering this amazing patch I think I'm not going anywhere on an airplane for like six weeks. Like unbelievable, unprecedented. And uh, I'm so excited. It's like, wow, it's amazing. I knew it would happen at some point. It's happened. Here we are. It's great. Fantastic. Well, who's had a birthday or a wedding anniversary in the last week? Birthday. Fantastic. Happy birthday. Birthday, Fantastic. And grandmother too. Come on. Congratulations, isn't that awesome? You should have two, a birthday and a grandmother. Any other birthdays, wedding anniversaries? This is it, the lucky two. Why don't you jump up on your feet? We're gonna declare God's blessing over these two wonderful ladies. Here we go. Father, thank you for your family. We declare blessing, health, favor, prosperity, purpose, and protection over them this year activate your love and goodness through each one in Jesus name. Amen. Well done. Another year. Tick. That's great. Well a couple of things you need to know about. This evening we have Martin. Um, I've forgotten how to say his surname. Labashar. Something like that. He would be of South African descent. Oh, how am I supposed to say that? That sounds like a big spit in my throat. Lubber. <laughs> <laughs> um. Martin. Uh, he's got the most amazing story, life story, incredible life story. And he is um, sharing that with us tonight. I really encourage you to come. You will be incredibly encouraged. And when he tells you about the man he was and you see the man he is, you. the transforming power of Jesus is absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. So I encourage you to come out. That'll be really, really good. 6 p.m. Uh, you'll love that. Also, um, I think the Bible lands tour is looking like, interest-wise at least, like we're getting up around the numbers. So if you're interested in that, um, interested in being involved in that, make sure you, email maria and i think we're starting to send it out to other churches now we're going to get that thing moving quite quickly over the next couple of weeks that'll be great also um if you're at the leadership school on tuesday night well done i heard that it started very well and um, we're in for another great three weeks here actually you can't join this one halfway through the nature of it but what i can do is encourage you that the next one which is a little later in the year is on spiritual gifts. And uh, so if you want to get some understanding around spiritual gifts and uh, what that means for you, I encourage you to keep your eye out for the next School of Leadership. That'll be great. Kids, um, with the holidays and everything, I know we've got some colouring and bits and pieces down the back there. James has got some stuff there for you to do. So help yourself with that. Feel free to bring it back to your parents. That would be good. Well, this morning we get to celebrate communion together. And uh, Richard's going to lead us this morning, so that'll be fantastic. Thank you, Richard. Why don't you come? How about giving him a big hand as he comes?
2: team could uh, just carry on and distribute the emblems that would be great thank you i'm always amazed at, at reading things in the bible and finding that something way back in the in the early stages of the of the old testament suddenly has significance and, and real meaning once it comes to the New Testament. And, and that's just confirmation to me that, that it's all in God's plan. If we look back at Exodus 12, it was the blood of the Lamb that saved the Hebrew people from destruction in Egypt and freed them from slavery. And remembrance of this for them is is was the passover festival so by new testament times the passover was an annual pilgrim festival and it was during one of these passover celebrations that jesus ultimately was crucified jesus and his disciples were eating a passover meal together on the eve of his death although they didn't know that at the time, when he broke the bread and he shared the cup, commanding them to eat and drink as a means to remember him, to remember Christ, to to receive strength from him and to rededicate themselves to his cause. And he commanded them to continue to observe such remembrance until he came back. The wine, symbolizing the blood as the ultimate Passover sacrifice, redeems us from the power of sin and death. And the bread, symbolizing Christ's body, provides us spiritual nourishment, equipping us to follow His plan for our lives. So, in taking the bread and the wine... We're expressing our deepest praise and appreciation for all that Christ has done and will do for us. We are remembering Christ, receiving strength from him and rededicating ourselves to his cause. And we are pledging our unity with one another and our loyalty to Christ. And we are proclaiming our deliverance from sin and death through the death of Christ that's our Passover. So just ponder on those, those thoughts for a moment. And it may be that, that following from this, there is some action that you may need to take, some, some means of putting yourself in a, uh, a, better, uh, a better place in your walk with Christ. Everyone's. So I'm just going to pray and then we'll take the elements together and, and ponder on these thoughts as you go away from here today. So Father, as we take the bread and wine representing Jesus' body and his blood, we thank you for the amazing sacrifice that you made to set us free from the power of sin. Father, touch each one of us here today with your Spirit. Touch those of us who have known you for a long time and those who have only recently discovered that Jesus truly is the bread of life. Lord, we pray that you strengthen our faith as we eat and we drink together today. you Lord.
0: Let's stand our feet when we're <coughs> when we're ready. This is take two seconds close our eyes this morning. I want you just to picture some significant moment in your life when you knew God was coming through for you. When he spoke to you. Take a second to remind yourself of that moment. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. And I believe church this morning that God never wants to stop speaking to you. There's a whole lot of moments ahead of you. And there's a moment just waiting for you this morning. Everyone's always got a whole lot of challenges, but there is a moment waiting for you this morning where God wants you to encounter Him. That's what He wants for you. He wants you to feel His love, His mercy, and His kindness, His grace this morning. And we know as worshipers, what we want is to talk to Him and hear His voice and to honor Him. Be close to God. Thank you, God, that we're all wanting the same thing. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all you're doing in this place this morning. It's an arise here. i Oh, my God. Just to know you is all I need. Just a moment that I am Just a moment with you. Just to know you is all I want. Just to know. Just to know, just to know, just a moment with you, just a moment, just a moment. all around, the Spirit of the Lord is here. the atmosphere, the atmosphere is changed. us and the atmosphere changing here but I really believe that God wants to do something all over Hamilton this morning he wants to change the atmosphere all over this place and I mean Hamilton I mean New Zealand I'm mean the whole world it's not too big for God to do as we worship it he could change the atmosphere in people's lives all over this city and all over this planet Because that's what he wants to do. He wants to respond in faith to that desire to meet with him, that desire to see that change. So, as we declare this atmosphere is changing now, let's declare that over the city. Think of what you've got faith for, think of what is going on in your life, but in the lives of others, and declare it into that. You ready to do that this morning? The atmosphere is changing now. prophesy over our city, overflow.
1: sing that chorus again and perhaps you need a miracle this morning I don't know what you've come from what you're carrying what's going on in your world but how about this time here and now in the space where we receive a miracle God responds to faith he always has always will how about we lift our hands to him this morning as a as we worship him, but also as a sign of surrender and if you need a miracle in your life, ask for it right now, where you are. dry. He tells us that anyone who comes to Him thirsty and asks for refreshing will be refreshed. That streams of living water, he's talking of the Holy Spirit there, will be poured out onto that person, into that person, onto you, into you. families, for our children, for our workmates, whatever's going on in your world. How about we start to give Him a hand this morning. Start to say thank you. Reaching out in expectation, say thank you. We thank you, Jesus. We praise you. We honor you. Lift you up. Our faith is in you. Our hope is in you. Our life is in you. You are the one that fills the thirsty, so they will never thirst again. The solutions to life are in you. We say that by faith this morning. In Jesus' Name. Jesus name and everybody said amen. Did you say amen then or did I just not hear you? Everyone said amen. come on until this Hearing From God Tour. I just want to be at the front. Smile.
3: (laughs) All right, now we have a little way to walk until we get to the entrance of the Hearing From God Tour. So, um, has anyone got any questions? I see the Wi-Fi isn't great. Will there be um, a reception? (laughs) No, look, you won't need to have Wi-Fi where we're going. Well, how long will the
1: tour take? Well,
3: it takes as long as you want it to.
1: How close do you get to him?
3: Oh, you get really close. I want to be right up in the middle of the action. I don't want to miss a thing. I might have a really important phone call to make. Will there be Wi-Fi? There better be. I want to post all these great pics. Will God talk to all of us individually? Oh, yeah.
2: It says in this brochure that we get to spend time in his presence. And he talks to us and we get to hear from him. From him.
1: Yep. Oh. I just want a pick of me and the big guy. I thought I was going on a river cruise.
3: Well, all I want to know from him is will the Chiefs spend the finals? <sighs> How many times have you done this tour now? Oh, this will be my seventh time. Seven? Wow. Well, I'm posting <laughs> this one on the HFG tour. Hashtag West, hashtag Church, hashtag religion, hashtag HFG tour. Post. <laughs> Alright, I think it's time to go. Follow me, everyone. Let's go. Walking people. You're coming. Walking. I might miss the beginning of the turn, go grab a coffee. Can you tell me where the cafe is? Yeah, I'll tell you in a minute. I might grab a coffee too. I thought
1: I was going on with a cruise. Thank goodness for Fast Track,
3: VIPs that missed the queue. (laughs) Does this cafe have Wi-Fi? I've got a great video of all these people waiting that I want to post. Well, look, now we are at the entrance of the Hearing from God tour. Just relax and get ready to enjoy yourself. Last week, one person even felt the breath of God on their face. Regardless, this is going to be a life-changing experience. Yes! Yes! This YouTube yes. clip of this cat is hilarious. <laughs> I'm so excited! I'm going to stay at the back. Smile. Now the reason why I came on this church to get God's LinkedIn address. I haven't been able to find it and I really want to connect with him. God's not on LinkedIn. He doesn't need to be. You can connect directly with him. Oh, I think I'll go grab a coffee then.
1: Oh, coffee.
3: Where's the cafe? Okay, look, for those of you that want the full experience of hearing from God and connecting with him, stay here. Uh, For those of you that want coffee, Wi-Fi, the cafe's over in that direction. Oh,
1: thank you. Coffee, then River Cruise. Coffee, then River Cruise. Hello, yes, this is she. Tell God I'll be back. Tell him to wait for me, okay? I'll be right back. Why are they choosing
3: coffee and Wi-Fi over this tour? Some people are just too scared to hear from God and, and others are worried about what he might say to them or if he might not have anything to say at all. So, yeah.
2: Well, I'm not...
1: I'm open and ready to hear from God.
3: So am I. This is so exciting. Let's do this. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so excited. Yes, I'm so excited. I know, I know, I know, I know,
0: but I like it. I like it.
1: Fantastic. Why don't you jump to your feet for just a moment. Say hello to two or three people around you. Ask them if they're hearing from God. If they want to hear from God. Fantastic. Okay, how about giving Nicole a great big hand as she comes back?
3: Okay, good to know. Thank you. All right, so um, Grant's just going to put up my PowerPoint for me, but um, today I've just actually been asked to to share uh, my story about hearing from God, and I'm going to talk to you about sort of three areas, really. Facing bankruptcy at the age of 23, the discovery of God talking to me, and how he talks to me at work. So, first of all, um, I'm married to Guy and I've got two children, uh, Chloe and Sam. And we currently go to Activate Church in Hamilton and have been going for the last 23 years. So, quite a while, yeah. I was brought up in Hamilton um, with one older brother from a non Christian family. So, um, and like Guy was the same, we had absolutely no knowledge or understanding of God whatsoever. I left school at 18 and started working in a travel agency, which I really, really loved. And at the age of 20, I became a Christian. And it was through a girl just sharing her testimony and inviting me to come to church. At 23 years of age, I left my job to start a business. Now, I'd always wanted to, um, to have my own business. I actually started my first one when I was about eight years of age. Um, But I decided to start up a business in Wellington running a a tourism school, teaching people how to work in the travel and tourism industry. Now, not surprisingly, none of the banks would lend me any money to start this business. (laughs) Um, So my father took early retirement and used his retirement fund to finance the business. And so there we were. We were in a a building in Abel Smith Street. that had been converted to a workplace. There were architects who leased the top floor, and we leased the ground floor of this house in Wellington, just Dad and I. My father had no experience in business, but he came in every day to answer the phone and just help me out. And the business was a disaster. (laughs) Yeah. Not so cool. Um, It was so bad that, and I know for those of you who... Um, go through this. It's so bad that you can't can't you almost even function. Your stomach's churning, and you feel in a state of anxiety and panic. You um, find it difficult to be able to think of anything else that completely floods and evades your mind. Now, my father had put, basically, their retirement into the business, and we were looking at really facing bankruptcy after about six months of operation. So it was pretty, pretty hard going. Um, It was really my first experience. I'd only been a Christian for a couple of years at turning and relying on God. But really, it was a one way dialogue. So, me crying out and praying to God, and there wasn't much listening going on because I didn't know that he could speak back to me um, or would want to even speak back to me. Now, Guy and I were engaged at the time, so he was also facing a very uh, bleak future with me. But we decided, he wasn't in the business, he was just qualifying as an accountant. But we decided that rather than focus on the business day in and day out, and that was all we would talk about to each other, that we would actually really start putting God first. And for that, to do that, what we decided to do is we would do as much as we could to just be in his presence. So we would go to every single meeting that we could find. We'd go to a house group every night that we could find one to go to. Um, we would just stop focusing on what this business was about. And uh, the pastor gave me some, told me to arm myself with some scriptures, uh, which was fantastic. He told me to write the promises of God on a card and to read them all the time. You know, whether I was having a coffee or just going for a walk, when I got up in the morning, the last thing at night, just to speak them out um, – And, of course, what I didn't realize was this was actually God talking to me through his word, through the pastor of the church who who gave this to me. And I'd only been, as I say, a Christian for a couple of years. And so, of course, I did what I was told. um, And these are the scriptures that I wrote down and carried everywhere with me. And there were three of them. I love this one, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. I just didn't have a hope, I just, I could not see how we were going to be able to get ourselves out of um, this black hole, that I was going to spend the rest of my life paying my father back, and um, that, you know, our future would all be just about this huge debt that we were going to have over us. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And so I guess that's what we tried to do. We just decided we would just absolutely push into God rather than push into the fear. And that was so hard to do, but we absolutely decided we would do that. Um, And this is the one that I I found um, like the miracle, I guess, for me, because... It, it seemed like this could not be possible. Um, the Lord will open for you his good storehouse, the heavens, to give rain to your land and in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And you will only be above and you will not be underneath if you listen to the commandments of the Lord your God, which I charge you today to observe them carefully. I could not imagine being in that place at that time, but I absolutely read it out and declared it. And I just cried over it. It was like really a vision for me, for my business, Um, and I just really longed for it. So within two weeks, everything changed. Yeah, the business went from being this dry desert, like nothing happening. I guess in those days we didn't have email, but... You know, we had the phone and the phone had been so quiet and it all just started to ring. It went from being a dry desert, floodgates being opened, the business flooded in, and it just kept coming and coming and coming. And so I guess that's the story of the start of my business. And as I cried out to God, how he spoke to me through his word. And I found peace and anxiety was lifted from me. I'd been a Christian for over 10 years when one night our life group, at our life group, the topic came up about hearing from God. And I said, Oh, no, I don't hear from God. No, all these other people were sharing their experiences of how I'd spoken to them and they'd heard him and they'd seen him. And I was like, No, no, I don't. Um, no, I, I've never heard from him at all. And this life group leader, a very wise man, said to me, But what about your dramas? You know, I mean, where do you get those ideas from? And I was like, well, you know, I, I, I sit down and I, 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 I start writing. And then I realized, actually, that God was giving me that inspiration. Because it was night to day when I used to sit down. If I was thinking about a drama, um, I just realized that he would drop these ideas into my mind. And I just had never thought about it like that. I just didn't know that he could speak to me and I would be able to um, get inspiration from all of that. So I've been doing drama all my life. Um, I actually got offered a job with Television New Zealand when I was 22 um, to produce for them. Guy and I started and ran the first Christmas drive through and I managed to find a picture. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. Yeah... <laughs> So we had live donkeys and animals, um, and that's Sam with Michael Pickett. Um, we performed full-length plays at Parachute. Um, last year we did, obviously, the Christmas pantomime of which the cast that you saw in the drama today was in. Uh, so I really learned that God could inspire me to do drama, but also use my gifts for drama in a way that I didn't think was possible as well. Often I sit in a service now, and God speaks to me about ideas for a drama, and um, when we were doing, listening to the service last week on worship, um, which was just fantastic, even in worship, as I just stand there, I find God drops ideas into my mind about uh, things that I could be doing and thinking about, and it's just awesome so um, although all these years I thought he hadn't spoken it turns out I was the one who was deaf Um, but he was in my business as well so I just want to share how that looked I mean we started with that one campus in Wellington we grew to nine campuses including opening one at Auckland Airport we've won tourism awards formed a partnership with Walt Disney World where they take our students. Um, we've gone from um, 30 staff and two campuses to 80 staff and eight campuses. <coughs> and just in the last two weeks we've doubled in size through um, more acquisitions. So. But look, sometimes it feels just like this. Truly it does in business, that's what it can feel like. You are absolutely just holding on for dear life because there are challenges. Um, we have had lots of David and Goliath situations at work, such as competitors like in New Zealand trying to shut us down, unhappy employee who's taken us to court, a student who not only took us to court but also threatened our lives and made sleep difficult, CAA who became really difficult for us, a trainer having an inappropriate relationship with a student, staff who stole money from us, media who printed incorrect information about us and a student who died in our care. However, God was always in control and he really helped us, guide us through rough seas into the calm. I don't think I still, I mean, I understood that God was really leading us, but I didn't understand that he could talk to me. Um, I knew that he was guiding me, and he would bring up these wonderful opportunities and things for me to do. Um, But I guess for me, one of the things that really um, struck me was when, um, in 2010, we had had a, a campus in Christchurch. And the lease was expiring... And Guy said to me, by this time he'd come into the business, look, we need to make a decision whether we're going to stay in the current building, which is where we were um, in the CTV building, or we could move to another one. Now, the existing campus in this building was fine. Um, it wasn't great, but it was fine. And the hassle of having to go out and go find new premises, negotiate a lease and do a fit out, that's, that's a big stretch, you know, it's a, it's a lot of work to do. And as I was standing there peeling the potatoes, um, God just said, move out. And I said, no, we're going to move out. I didn't know where it came from. I just thought, yeah, I just really feel that in my spirit that we we should move out. So we moved the staff out in December 2010 into another building in town. And two months later, in February 2011, the earthquake struck Christchurch. And the CTV building um, completely collapsed. So we just thank you, God, because our students and our staff got out safely um, of the new building they were in. Uh, But it was in the red zone and completely inaccessible. So we had a business to run in Christchurch, but with no premises, stressed out staff, and all of Christchurch was in chaos. I was like, so God, it would be really great if we could find, you know, like rugby rugby rooms you know or um, bowling uh, rooms club rooms or something you know that we could perhaps use I mean maybe classes could just come in one week you know just for a day a week even though like if it was in a rugby rooms maybe we'd smell a beer but like I was like you know look could we you know just anything but God wanted the very best for us out of the blue a pastor rang and asked if they could come over and pray with me Two of them came over and they prayed. They said, what would you like us to pray for? They didn't know. They just came out of the blue. So they didn't know what, um, what I might want prayer on. So I said, look, I just need prayer that we could find somewhere for our students and our staff to go. And, uh, and it shall come to pass that before they call, I'll answer. And while they're yet speaking, I will hear. Um, God knew what we needed. And we prayed... Just that, that that God would answer the call. Within 10 minutes, I had the phone call to say that we could move into the Canterbury Sports Management College. This beautiful building, five minutes from the centre of Christchurch, completely untouched through the earthquake. No students in the building. They just handed it over to us. Um, Yeah, it was really really God sent for us and um, a great example of how he just always leads us into that situation. My first major encounter actually with God, like up close and personal, I didn't know you could have an up close and personal encounter with God, actually came with um, through a woman called Diane DeVette, who she'd done a lot of work around refocusing, and she came to a woman's camp that the church ran. And she said that God could speak to us in pictures, and like it might even be like you're in a movie. And so I was the volunteer, I don't know why, but... People always ask if I'll be the volunteer, and so I said, yes, I will, and i come forward, and so she, she started talking me through this, and all of a sudden, I got this picture of being in a sort of a desert road instantly. It was like I was in a movie, and I was walking along this desert road, and Jesus was with me. There were some potholes, and um, I was like... If I, went, if I fell into the potholes, I just used to spring back out, and I was just like, wow, this is incredible, and... So I asked Jesus, why is there potholes? And she said, because there's always challenges along the way, but you'll bounce straight back out from them. It's like, oh, wow, that's so cool. And then he took me to the end of the road, and I realised I was looking out over the part of a city. And so as I looked out, I could see clearly the buildings quite distinctively in front of me. And... Um, and we ended the session there, and I said to Diane, oh, you know, well, what was that? And she said, well, you'll just have to ask, you know, God what it was. It's like, ah, oh, you know, <laughs> how does that work? Anyway, but I was so excited that I just instantly had this wonderful connection um, with Jesus. So two weeks later, I had to fly to Melbourne because we were working with Ansied Australia in Melbourne, and they had gone into receivership. The receivers had rung us and said, do you want any of their training materials or um, equipment and so we flew over to to Melbourne to do it we we went into the hotel and checked in now my colleague he had came he's you know absolutely an aviation buff and he came uh, Graham he said to me oh Nicole it's just fantastic I've got a view right over the tarmac I can see planes coming in oh my god you've got a room looking over the back. You know, it's a shame you didn't get a, a view of the tarmac. You know? And I opened the curtains and there it was. There was the view that um, Jesus had given me two weeks earlier. Absolutely every building that I had seen was in exactly the same place. And what I didn't realize right then was that one of those buildings housed for us this. It was a 747 cabin trainer and so we bidded on that and won it. And we suddenly got to bring back um, the inside of a 747 from one of these buildings um, and put it in, in Auckland so that our students could train on um, doing cabin service inside an aircraft. So it was pretty, pretty exciting for me to realise that I could connect with God and he could speak to me in a way that I'd never seen before. So God's blessed us in lots of ways, Um, for example, went to America to buy a door and came back with a plane, (laughs) yeah he doesn't think small does he, like God really thinks big, so I really honestly went to buy a door but came back with the whole plane Um, and that's a story in itself. one day, I began to hear God's voice at work, though in a way that I hadn't before. So I used to like drive to work. As, you know, God, you know, be with me today, help me. But honestly, it was like sometimes I'd walk in. The, I think the into the into the building, and and I'd just be immersed in work, and it was really hard to continue to hold on to God's presence. But um, it really started to change for me about two years ago, three years ago. I went to interview someone for a role um, with our organisation and as we were sitting there, God started to speak to me about her. And I was like, wow, you know, she was really confident, came across really well, and I heard God say to me that she is in the presence of fear and she's really afraid and doesn't want this, this role. So I asked her that question. And she um, absolutely, she said, oh, I, you know, I, don't, I really don't want it. I'm only applying for it because I think that you think I should apply for it. Um, and she was just, I could feel those waves absolutely coming off her. Um, when I was in Fiji with one of my managers, we were having a one-on-one catch-up. And again, God spoke to me about what she was feeling. And when I asked if this was the case, she said yes. And we, rem- we spent the remainder of that session just talking it through. And then we ended in prayer. I heard in church about a ministry called SOZO. SOZO stands for Saved, Delivered and Healed. And I knew nothing about this. And I heard that in SOZO you get to connect with God and hear from him. And I thought, look, I need a few more tools because I really want to bring God's presence into the workplace. I want to be able to understand how when I'm working with my team, how when I'm thinking about what we need to do as an organization going forward, how I can really hear from him. So I thought, oh well, I'll go to Sozo, and I'll get a few more tools, and maybe that will help me. So I booked in for a session, um, and the person leading it used a really gentle process to walk me through um, a greater connection with God, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and it took about an hour, Um, and it is based on forgiveness. It's also about asking God for truth. I've since gone on and actually helped lead Sozo, and I have to say that it has been the most incredible way of seeing people not only just get free, but just connect closer to God. You know, I didn't know I needed to um, get closer or feel that I was missing out in any way, but I always did feel like when um, a prophet would come to the church, I would always sit there and think, oh, I hope he picks me. I hope he's got a word for me. It never felt like it never would pick me, but I don't feel like that anymore because God will speak to me whenever I ask him to now. And so it has completely changed for me. Uh, and since so our, I even feel that my thinking has completely transformed. Um, so, so now what it's like for me is I have father... God, Jesus and the Holy Spirit around me all the time, and I was, I was saying to Marilyn the other day that sometimes they're jostling me for position, trying to get, it, they're, they're sort of fighting to try to get really up close to me, and um, it's just such a different experience than what I've had before. In 2004, Guy, Guy said that we'd been approached by two different companies to interested in buying our business and I was not keen. I loved what I was doing. I thought it was really fantastic. Why on earth would I want to sell? I had no desire. I went to the meeting very reluctantly um, and I went away saying, no, I don't want to sell. And the next morning I woke up and my mind had been completely transformed and I knew that we should sell. It was absolutely, God said to me, sell. And I felt completely at peace with it. So I said, yes, all right, we're going to sell the business. And within a few months, we'd negotiated the deal. And not one moment from that morning that I woke up until the time that we sold, or even now, have I even had a tiny twinge of a doubt that we didn't do the right thing. For me, it was absolutely, he absolutely had me in that place where I was like, this is going to be fantastic, In the meantime, I guess I'm using a lot of the tools I've learnt with Sozo with my team. And when we've been doing, we do quite a lot of management training um, with our team. And in fact, I've just come back from three days in Hamna. And during that time, we do some one-on-ones with them. And God really revealed to me how much fear and trauma people are carrying. Um, So we had um, 11 on this programme and over six of them were really struggling with major trauma and fear. Um, It it was a little bit overwhelming to be honest because I had never ever encountered some of these situations that some of them were carrying before. But um, by the time we finished the three days, we were getting already people saying that they were starting to feel free and that a burden had been lifted from them. But I know there's a lot more work to do with them because God showed me that in order for them to really get freedom, there's some other things that we're going to do, and I'm really excited about that. One of them said that she'd like to have a sozo. Um, and so that's fantastic. I'm really keen to know how can we work with non-Christians. So that's really my passion um, at work. So one time, I one of my team earlier this year, one of my managers, um, I was working with her, and... I said to God, really, I felt that He said to me to ask about her fear around speaking. So I said to her, When when did you first experience fear when you were speaking? And she instantly said, When I was about six or seven years of age, I was in class and I was asked to read out loud and I made a mistake. And the teacher laughed at me. And so all the students in the class joined in and laughed as well. So I was like, okay, so what are we going to, you know, what am I going to do about this? How am I going to, how can I get her to connect with the freedom that she really could have? So I wrote out the prayer that we would say with them if we were in a sozo and um, came back to her and I said to her, now, this is what I, I believe will really help you get freedom from it. And so what we did, I said, you can read it as a prayer um, because she is a non-Christian and um, I said, and then I just felt God say, no, read it with her. So I said, let's read it together. And so we read this prayer of forgiveness and releasing all of the, um, the embarrassment and the shame um, and the fear that she had to speak. And I said to her afterwards, how do you feel now? And she said, oh, I just feel fantastic. And God gave me a picture of her in this little house. And so I said, I, I just have a sense that you've been in this little house with the blinds pulled down. And she said, I have been. And, and I said, so what are you going to do now? And she said, I'm going to open the door and I'm going to step out. Um, and I said, what's that like? And she said, "It's." Uh, she couldn't describe it. For the rest of the time that we had together, you know, over the next sort of day, she spoke out like she's never spoken before. Um, she was really confident. People were like, wow, she's like, yeah, my gosh, because she's a really talented top, performing person who had this fear that was holding her back from her full potential. So I guess that's what um, is my challenge at the moment is how can I continue to, do, to, continue to work with people. Um, and where to next? Well, I'm probably too young to retire. Um, so I guess I'm just waiting now to see what God has for me. Um, I've stayed the CEO of New Zealand School of Tourism for the last two years, um, and I'm really enjoying it. So I know it's not quite the time yet, but I want to really encourage you. If you want more, if you just want to connect with God, um, you know, think about coming and um, having some prayer. Um, doing a sozo. Pastor Ray has done it at least twice, um, and he is someone who um, I think everyone actually um, at churches full time of been um, through the Sozo, but he's, he's someone who's now actually part of the Sozo team, um, and he's, he thoroughly recommends it and thinks that it's good to go back and have a check-up from time to time, so this pamphlet's on that there. So I, I thank you for listening to me today for my story, hearing about how I almost went bankrupt at the age of 23, um, how I really didn't know how God was speaking to me through drama, and how he speaks to me today through business. Thank you.